we rolling? We are. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Couple XY. I'm Rosie. I'm Brian. And this is the podcast that comes from a basement. Yes. A kind of... Vault basement in Louisiana. A vault basement in Louisiana. It's kind of muggy down here right now. Feel really... I don't know. Do you feel hot? No, I don't. Okay. But I'm good. So, um, let's get all the, the, the pleasantries out of the way. Yes. Please rate and review the podcast if mm-hmm. you like it. Uh, message us at, send us an email at couplexypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we uh, would love to hear from people. Uh, let us know what you think. You can uh, leave a comment or ask a question. And if it's something relevant, we will try to answer it yeah. in a relevant amount of time. Like, <laughs> I haven't checked the email this week. Oh, check it real quick. Yeah, I'm going to check it. It's going to be disappointing because it's not going to... We're not going to have anything? We're not going to have anything, no. But let me let me switch to that Gmail real quick. Any emails? No new mail. Okay. <laughs> That's sad. We'll ne- we're never doing that again. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> anticlimactic. That's pretty much what it will always be. Right. All righty. So what are we talking about today? Um, what was your week like to begin with? Mm. This week was really difficult. Um, we're going on vacation next week. So will there be no podcast? So there, yes, there will be no podcast next week. However, uh, I don't know why I say that, however. Um, so yeah, since we're going on vacation next week, I've been trying to finish all of my, all the design requests that are due next week while I'm gone. And doing that, plus all of these change requests that people have, it's, it's just been a lot this week. I've, I feel like, I feel like I'm like at the end of like a tidal wave or something. <laughs> it's, it's just been a lot. How was your week? It's been long. Actually, I, Took today off. I was going to go in for overtime and, like, decided against it because I was like, if I go in today, then I'll have worked all week. Yes. And then turn around and work all weekend. Mm -hmm. And then we leave Tuesday to go fly out to Portland. So I was like, that's just going to be a lot. So I was laying on the couch um, because one of our dogs jumped into bed and, like, kind of kicked me out of my spot last (laughs) night. So I was like, well. Which she does often. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to sleep on the couch to get a good night's sleep. And uh, so I moved to the couch, and when I moved to the couch this morning, I woke up, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to work. So I didn't go to work. Um, it's not like they really needed me. I was just going to be helping out. So I went, uh, I, I, I didn't go to work. Uh, other than that, it's been kind of a, a hectic week for me, too. I've been working a lot of overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we also had an issue with Offspring, that, <coughs> really that we're set. still trying to resolve. We yeah, we'll be trying to resolve for a while, probably. A, a while. That's yeah. going to be a. Um, I don't know. I, Nothing life threatening. If anybody's worried. No, it's just no. um, it's it's one of those fun you know, ex, deal co-parenting deals. I guess yes. is the best way to you know, explain mm. it. Um, trying to co-parent. Trying to co-parent. Uh, I don't know if we should do an episode on that or, or not. Co-parenting. Yeah, well, just in general in this whole situation and get no. people's idea on it. No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I think like we there are 
we have we have options and we have solutions. It's just motivating the right parties to accept that. And that's all we should say about that. Okay. So maybe maybe at some other point we will. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was ready to come in here and rant on this thing today. Oh, you were? I was, I was pissed yesterday on the whole situation. I feel like it's in poor taste to rant about your ex. Not like she's ever going to listen to this, but. If, okay. If <laughs> I'm going to let that be a thing that, yeah, okay, all right. That if, if we have to make a rule, I guess that could be one that I shouldn't come in here. We should not come in here and just hammer all my. My ex. Yeah, I mean, I'd be all for of it for it if she was just an ex, but she's also the mother of your child. And I actually really think I do a good job about not like, like hammering or like being bad mouthing her to my child. No, you don't. Oh, guess what I remembered, just now, to set the timer. Oh, so we'll know <laughs> how long we got. All right, so yeah, uh, ups and downs this week. Uh, still kind of processing a. Not fight, but a a growing cloud with my uh, my offspring's mother. So you just say your ex wife. Yeah, ex wife, <laughs> baby mama, baby mama is what I. That makes it sound like you guys are on good terms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we 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 aren't on bad terms. We are on no terms. Yeah, you are. When when you guys don't talk, you're on neutral ground. Yeah, so. All right, so what do you want to talk about today? You had come up with some things. Mm-hmm. So speaking of just ex-wife and divorce and marriage in general, um, I thought it would be kind of nice if we ans- if we answered the apparently 10 avoidable, uno- excuse me, 10 unavoidable questions to ask before you get married. Okay. Because we have been talking about marriage. Um, there's been... I found a a um, an engagement ring catalog in the back of your truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That was dumb. <laughs> an offspring told you to get rid of it. I was like, she'll never look at the back of my truck. It's been months, and she was like, like literally that week, she looked in the back. Yeah, like, oh, we had a well. pool. We had to go to a, a fun little pool party, and we had stuff in the back. And as soon as I lifted up the bag, I saw it. Yeah. So, oh, oh, well, um, that little, like, the fact that I was, well, you've been hitting it at me getting you an engagement ring. You hadn't been hitting, you've been telling me to go do it. I haven't been telling you. Your hints are not subtle. No, my hints are not subtle. I'm not subtle. I'm never subtle. That's one of my issues, I think, <laughs> is that I'm not subtle. No, but I, like, I put the, I put, I was, Yeah. So it, it started off like thinking, my thinking was we need to do this whole marriage thing as cheaply as possible. And so I just sent you a link to a an inexpensive Etsy ring. Like, and I was like, what? Way too inexpensive. <laughs> and so like what you gave me to start with, your starting point was really bad. Really bad? Yeah, because you're like, I'm like, so like I, I've got this incredibly cheap like engagement ring. And, like, I was like, all right, there's no way that this, like, that a ring that cost $148 <laughs> is going to be worth anything. So, I, it, like, already put a, so now 
I didn't understand that rose gold wasn't cheap gold. Yeah, rose gold is not cheap gold. So Because you sent me a rose gold, like... It was a rose gold plated. And there was... Not to go and not to bore you guys with the details. Like there was, there were on the on the Etsy page of this ring, there were levels that you could pick as far as like what kind of stone you wanted, what kind of metal you wanted. Do you want it to be solid rose gold? Do you want it to be rose gold plated? And I just sent you the the cheapest possible combination. Yeah, you should have just sent me what you wanted. You should have done more research and sent me what you wanted. Yeah. Um, but now you've sent me what you want, so like I now have a better idea, and therefore. Some of that overtime is being put to <laughs> um, All right, so into, into the 10 questions. Yes. So the first one is a big one. Okay. Where do you see our lives going? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, we have... Yeah, we kind of had an argument about that. Not an argument, but a disagreement about this the other day. Uh, yeah. Which is, okay, so there was an uh, original thought process of when Offspring turned 18 and went away to college, I would be able to f- be free to move to any other place that I wanted to. Then you came into the picture. Uh-huh. And you still don't want to live here, but then I was like, well, you know, if I go with my company, they're an international company, there's a possibility I could go international. And you're like, I don't want to go international. I want to. I want a home base, and I'm like that might not be the way it goes for me forever. And you're pretty adamant about a home base. I just don't understand. Can I explain to you why? Okay. I have moved over thirty times in my life. I, I, I feel the need to have a forever home, even if it's just like. If we get to this point where we're making this much money, if it's just like a vacation home in the States and we happen to be abroad, not Romania, because that's just not a good idea. But (laughs) if we move out of the country, I do still want to have some kind of home base in the United States. All right. So unless we move to Canada and then we can just all bets are off. We don't have to ever come back to these states just except to visit offspring. (laughs) Um, So there was that. And then. Then you got a job, um, and you then stated that you wanted to stay here. I did say that, yeah. So that kind of threw all of my plans out the window of leaving when Allspring turned 18. So I assumed at that point I was just going to be staying here. Mm -hmm. Then you've recently told me the other day in bed, when I was already kind of tired and moody, Yeah. (laughs) that... No, we can move, and this, and I was like, and then you wanted to have a discussion about it. I was like, it's just not the right time to discuss this. Okay, so let's discuss it now. Okay. (laughs) So, when I originally said, like, I think we can stay here and establish a good life here, I was kind of in panic mode, because I was thinking about the alternative, and this has been... This job has been the first job where I could really see, like, a career for myself. And I love my coworkers. They are my friends now. And I've never had that level of camaraderie. Um, struggling with being an undiagnosed bipolar for so many years, I, it was very hard, to me, hard for me to keep a job. So the fact that I've been here for 
I guess, a year and a half now. Um, and I have established these relationships and have such a good boss. Um, the idea of me leaving this job and leaving that company is a really hard thought. However, we do have um, some employees, some full-time employees that work remotely. Uh, we have one of my coworkers lives in Ohio. Um, <clears throat> and I think at this point, at, so when I said that, I think I wasn't confident that at that time that I would be able to work remotely. But the more, the more engaged I become with the company and the more I solidify my usefulness and my value to the company, the more likely I think it is that it won't be a problem for me to work remotely if and when we do move away. All right. So <clears throat> where, I guess, so five years? We, where I see myself in five years, where I see us in five years? That wasn't the question, but sure. What was it? Do, where do we see our lives going? Okay. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the sentence under that is five years, 10 years, 40 years down the line. Uh, 40 years. 40, 40. 40, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess the easy way to say this <clears throat> is, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't see it as that. I've never thought about that. I've never, like, looked and planned my life out five, ten, or forty years out. Mm-hmm. I've never had that luxury. Um, I don't, I, I know people are like, you should have a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, really, what can your five-year plan be? Like, I want to be married in five years. I want to have a kid in five years. I want to have maybe a promotion in five years. Like, be, you know, middle management in five years. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can plan out. Yeah, there's not a whole lot years. you can plan for because there's going to be, there will be unexpected things. Yeah. So, so. I, I think, I never understood that. I never understood trying to plan that out. So where do I see us in, like, the future? Together. That's where I see us in the future. Uh, probably having some fights and probably being <laughs> able to fight through it. Hopefully still being able to fight through it, you know? Yeah. That's that's where I am. Okay. Uh, five years, I see us married. And, yeah, together. Um, and I know, I don't think you really, you really don't put, don't put much weight f- to get, to get engaged and to get married. I don't think. No. Um. I already had, like, my marriage, and then you were in long-term relationships. And then after my marriage, I've had, like, basically a second marriage mm-hmm. that wasn't a marriage. Right. Long-term relationship. Long-term relationship. So, I mean, like, it doesn't affect me to um, legally – now is a different – I'm seeing things a little bit differently as far as you – because you need some kind of protection if I do pass away. Yes. I have no legal rights to the house yep. or right. or your estate, nothing. I would basically be on my ass mm. if you died tomorrow. You would be where you would be if you had never met me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't because... The, the like you haven't invested a whole lot into, like, a house or anything like that, so. 
No, I haven't invested a whole lot into the house because my name's not on the house. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to break up, but I also don't have that that surefire contract, that surefire marriage contract that says, hey, I'm invested in you, and this is now our house and our life together. That's the way I see it. So if we got married, you would pay more bills, or you would, like... If we got married, I... and. I don't think and when would... I get another raise, uh, yeah, I would pay a portion of the mortgage. Okay. okay. I mean, uh, right now I right now I'm I'm only pay, I'm only pay, paying for the internet cuz mm-hmm. I use most of the internet. Um and unfortunately right now like I I literally can't pay for any other bills. Right. So I mean you're making so much more than I am and yeah. but that I uh, that is going to change. Fairly quickly. So one of the reasons that I see marriage as more essential with you is that you need some kind of ability that if I passed away, you would get some portion of what I've built in my 40 years. Right. Uh, Not all of it, because obviously my child would get a good portion of it, too. I mean, I'm fine with, like, half and half, half to offspring, half to me, however. Yeah. So, um so that's pretty much the only reason I see marriage as being a thing. Right. Other than that, there's no reason. We, we are married. Right. There, other than, than legal protections, there really is no reason for us to get married. Right. We are, we are agnostic to most extent. Like, we vary a little bit, like, religiously. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, you were looking at me strangely. <laughs> so there's not, like, to me, there's no reason, like, you... You you have no church back. Well, you have a church background, but you don't go to church. I have um, a I have a, a negative church background yes. that has pushed me away from the church. Yes. So and I'm Catholic, but because of I'm not that Catholic. You know, I'm pretty low on the Catholic <laughs> scale. No, you're like culturally Catholic, and that's it. <laughs> that's, yeah. So uh, so yeah, there's no like religious reason for us to get married. Right. So if there's not a religious reason for you to get married, <clears throat> there's only a political. And I say that political, not really financial, however you want to say it. Like just legal. Legal. Yeah, I guess legal. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's why. That's why we, we would get married. I do love you. I love you too. And it's not that I, but there's just, it, it doesn't matter to me. I've done the ceremony. Yeah, I I'm, understand that. And I just want you to be able to see from my point of view, like I've never been married. Mm-hmm. I've never been proposed to. Seriously. Like, I've never had someone seriously propose to me. I've had someone seriously propose to me. Yeah, that's cute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I still, and even though I worked in the wedding industry for five years. It wasn't a serious proposal. Like, it was serious, but it was like, what? I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, She was like, hey, what do you do next Tuesday? Yes, yes. You want to get married? Right. And she would (laughs) have. 22, man. It's a crazy year. Yeah. You were you were twenty two. I was like twenty two, twenty three. It was oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you guys were way too young. Um, what was I gonna say? So yes, even though I worked in the wedding industry for five years, I still have it's still been like instilled in me since birth to want to have that magical wedding. Okay. And want to have that magical proposal. So, I'm not expecting you to like. To do anything insane, like don't be Ted Mosby about it. 
you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> definitely not. I'm I I hate Ted Mosby. <laughs> but like, just yeah, you come up with whatever you think is a decent proposal for you and me. Like, you know what I like. You know, yeah, you know me. I got you. Yeah, so you got me. I got you, dog. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you want to move on? Yeah, let's go question two. We can basically, we'll just glaze over question two. What are your thoughts on children? We're not having them. We're not having them, no. So moving on. I'm too old, and you are not. And I have many reasons as to why I don't want to procreate. So, yeah. So That's one of the reasons why we are together. Right. So it's not, we yeah, just didn't glaze over it. Like, there is an actual reason, like, because, it, what are your thoughts on children? We both understand this is an important thing, and mm-hmm. this is probably one of the most important things. We both understand and know we don't want children right. for, for various reasons. Right. And so, like... And I can I'm, I'll, I can go ahead and say some of those reasons. I mean, um, yeah, for you, you, you think you're too old. I my, don't think I'm too old. Like, you had a father who was older. My dad was 44 when I was born. I'm 42 right now. Yes. So, if we had a child, I would be basically your dad. Right. Like, and I... Don't think that's fair. No, I don't a, think it's fair kid. either. I like the fact that, like, like when I was young and had a lot more energy. Not mm-hmm. that I don't have any energy now. I do. You do have of, a lot of yeah. You have ton a ton of energy. energy. Not not that you wouldn't be a good dad. No, it's just... like you would be a very, I think, a very engaged father mm-hmm. to a baby, to our baby. But, um, but I yeah, like, I, literally, it's it's a bit selfish, but I don't want to. I'm happy that we can take vacations. Yeah. Uh, e- even we've talked about we have two dogs, and I'm kind of like, look, when our dogs pass, I don't even like thinking. We're about not going to think about that. No. But <laughs> we're not getting crying. more dogs because, like, right now, I like that we can go. Uh huh. I like that we can go do what we want to do. We're going on vacation next week. We got another one scheduled in November to go to uh, Renfest, mm-hmm. the Renaissance Festival in Texas. The Texas Renaissance Festival, the largest Renaissance festival in the country. But. We, we enjoy doing these kinds of things. Right. And I can remember, like, when you have a small child, yes, you can go do that kind of stuff, but it's always... It's a pain in the ass. It's kind of always a pain. Yeah. And I like that, like, my daughter is now, offspring is now about to be 16. Mm-hmm. She's an independent young woman. Yes. And I like that. Yes, I don't want like to. I don't want to start over. No, and I, yeah, so I totally understand that. I have never wanted children. Mm-hmm. I did not have a good role model um, to, I don't understand what it means to be a good parent. You're um, doing well. <laughs> okay, thank you. Like, I, I'm, I'm, and I say that because we've, we've talked about this. We've, yeah. we've had these issues where you didn't know how to be a stepmom. Nobody knows how to be a stepmom. No. Nobody knows how to be a parent. And, I mean, offspring didn't really give me a lot of opportunity to to like, and to engage with her and to like form some sort of relationship with her in the beginning because she, she was scarred from your past relationships. Jaded. Jaded. Yeah, she was very jaded. I'm not gonna say scarred. I don't think right. she needs therapy because no. of my past relationships. No, but uh, she wasn't very nice to me when I first came into the picture. She didn't want to get to know you because she didn't figure you would be around. Right. <clears throat> Which I totally understand that, and, and that has since changed. And her and I have bonded a bit and. Y'all do bond over some things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the biggest thing I saw with you was you needed to learn how to pick your battles with, with her. Right. Um, and I think you have. 
Like you, mm-hmm. you feel like these were the things that my mom did when I was a kid. Like she was sitting on the counter one day. I know you always bring this up. And you were like totally taken aback by this. Like she has to not be on the counter. I'm like, well, why not? This is where she sits when I cook. Like she would sit on the She ca- hasn't sat on the counter since. But we have the table now where she sits. Okay. Was that before I moved in? Yeah, it was right there at the beginning. Like I didn't have, yeah, we didn't have the table in there. Yeah. Um. Yes. So I told her to get off the uh, to get off the counter, and you were upset that yeah. I did that. Yeah. Um, and yes, I, I just came and yeah, I came from a household that we didn't sit on the counters. We didn't sit on um arms of couches or or chairs or and yeah, we didn't sit where our butt wasn't supposed to go. Yeah, I have no problem. Like she, and I know you have no problem. Yeah, no, because that's where she would sit up, and she would sit there and feel comfortable talking to me. Yeah, and like that's when she would like. Now she sits and she has a chair in the kitchen that we have a little table, and that's where she sits. Um, God, I wish she would push that chair in. She needs to push the chair in. Yeah, (laughs) but that's yeah. Everybody knows that. Like living with someone, there's those little things. I don't tie the trash bags. If she ever does come to live with us, she's gonna have to learn to push in that chair. You get mad because I don't tie trash bags. I get very mad because you don't tie trash bags. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, th- there was, um, that was where she felt comfortable, and it was where we had, like, quality time. I mean, me cooking dinner was quality time. Mm-hmm. When she would tell me about her day, I can listen. You know, we could, we could chill out. Yeah. That's nice. So, so, yeah, I'm sorry that I ruined that. <laughs> you didn't ruin it. You just didn't understand it. I didn't understand. Yeah, I didn't understand. It, it's the same thing like sitting on a, uh, 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 the edge of a couch. Like if I'm sitting on the edge of the couch and she came and put her butt there and threw her arm around me and said, and talked to me, I would never tell her not to do that. Yeah. It would not be a thing to me. Yeah, I had a weird upbringing. Um, and I think you've broken a lot of that. Yeah, like, there, were a lot of, there were a lot of rules and a lot of things that had to be a very certain way. I think you've broken a lot of that. Yeah. Um, because it was one of those things where we talked about this, and I was like, look, if you're going to be a stepmom, you got to understand how to pick your battles. And the battles that you're picking are really not worth picking. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah, I've tried. Um, and I really – we can talk about this um, in a second, but I have, I have really tried to just rail back on on – a lot of things. Yeah, because she's an uh, she's a young adult. Yeah, she is. You, she is. You, you she have is to let starting her. to drive. She is very capable. She is very independent. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's going to have any problem in life. Now at this point, it's what I'm doing at this point in in, in my child rearing mm-hmm. is look. She, I, I 100% trust she is going to keep it between the ditches. She's not running off the road. Okay. She's not going to get into drugs. I don't think. No. I don't think she's going to. I honestly don't think she's going to be into, like, premarital sex or anything like that. And if she does, I think she would be very safe about it. Yes. Um, because, and I think she is focused on her future. Yes. And knows where she wants to go and understands where she wants to go. So, I don't have to worry about her getting outside, like, in the ditches and, like, getting bad. Right. It, it's now I'm just here when she needs guidance. Right. Like, I want to make sure that she knows that anytime, anytime she has any question, you come ask I will never get mad at you for it. Right. Yeah, and she's she's very honest with us. It's very it's really nice to have that level of trust with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like 
her questions about sex whenever she decides to have sex. Like, yeah, we've talked about it. And that, those are the questions she comes to me with, mm-hmm. which is touching. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really nice. Um, uh, but yeah, um, so the reason I don't want to have children is, like I said before, like, yeah, I've never, I've never wanted to have a kid. Like, I've never felt that urge. I would be afraid that I wouldn't even be able to bond with my child because I've never had that urge, and I don't feel like I have any marital instincts. Maternal? Marital, excuse me. Maternal instincts. I don't feel like I have any maternal instincts. Um, I also have bipolar disorder, and that has a hereditary component, and I do not want to pass that on. Uh, Like, I don't even want there to be a chance. There's... I like I wouldn't wish this illness on my worst my worst enemy. It's just yeah. So, and I think those are all valid reasons. Um, I don't. I've never. Luckily, I've no one's ever come up to me and said like that's selfish that you decided not to have children. And I've never understood that. But I know a lot of people who have been accused of being selfish for not having children, and I don't understand that. There's times where, and this kind of flip flops for me. Um, my family name will die with me. My, my right. family lineage of through the paternal side right. will die with me. Mm-hmm. And um, because I won't have a son. Right. And so that's something like, I don't know, I, I, I've had issues with kind of in a way, um, there were other things that came up in my past. Um, but like, it wasn't, it's never been something that I felt like I had to do. Like, I never felt like I had to, like, carry on my family name. Right. I actually think that's kind of a silly thing. Because, I mean. I, I feel it's an, an antiquated thing. Like, if if I had a, uh, my family's great. Like, I love my family. I love my family. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like Fontenot is the name that, like, comes down through generations. I mean, there's plenty of Fontenot's down here. There are plenty of Fontenot's, but uh, um, I'm saying, like, we're not in a feudal system where we need to, like... Right, we don't need to have heirs. We don't need to have heirs. <laughs> so, it, uh, yeah, it's kind and of... And, I mean, technically, we do, we have an heir. We have we an heir. We have an heir. Um, she just happens to be a girl, so... Um, yeah, so I never understood. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of hyphenations, and I know you're not, but I think, I think Matney Fontenot sounds nice. Um, hey, you got to write it all. I got to write it all, yeah. <laughs> okay, have we said all we want to say yeah, about that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Uh, number three, how do we handle stress? <sighs> oh, man, 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 man. Um, I'm an exploder. You are? Uh, I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm an exploder. Mm-hmm. Um. I can handle a ton of stress, but when it goes to that breaking point, I explode. Mm-hmm. Um, I lash out. I yell at everything and everybody. I need to, like, just get energy out of me. I have to I have to exhaust myself. Mm. Whether it's exercise, just literally, like, like, just running, whatever I have to do, I have to exhaust energy. Um when I get to the point, my breaking point. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, my breaking point is 
I think, pretty extreme. Yeah, you've only blown up twice mm-hmm. since we've been together. Yeah, it's not like it's not low. Like I, I think I handle most most stress very well. Yeah, I think there's some things that we should work on as far as our disagreements and um, when I. I feel like that the way you blow up is extremely inappropriate and unacceptable. Okay. Um and it's not like it's not like you're you're not hitting you're not hitting anybody, you're not hurting anybody, but you are screaming at the top of your lungs. And and really in that situation like and I like I'm you know being a strong personality didn't put up with that and did challenge you and that made it worse. Um, so I think we need to find. I think maybe we just need to agree that we need to move away from each other when that happens. Either you need to leave or I need to leave. Yeah, but you yelled at me the last time I left. Yes, because I didn't understand. And that was what my dad used to do. So it was a little traumatizing for me. <laughs> so um, we can work on how we handle stress. I think everybody can work on how they handle stress. Right. But, like, ultimately, you're never – there will always be a time in your life where, where your stress level reaches a point. I, I, it doesn't happen as much, you know, as you get older, as you get more comfortable, as you get, like, things get more comfortable for you. You you don't have that stress all the time. Um, and when I'm saying leave, I don't necessarily mean leave the house. I just mean, like, we go on opposite ends of the house. I think it's better to leave the house. Okay. I mean, for me, it's just better to get completely away, mm-hmm. go somewhere where you can really, like, get... Like I said, with me, it feels like I have all this energy. Like, I I'm, I want to You explode. have a bunch of rage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. this, I'm this a little ball rage. of rage. I have rage balls. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, over the years, it's gotten better. Like, it used to be a lot worse. I can believe that. And, yeah. um, but... Yes, I know I don't always handle stress in the best way, but I don't know what the best way to handle stress is. I guess it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, the person, to me, who handles stress as very timidly is not probably the person you want to be with. Mm-hmm. So if I handle stress that way, it's kind of like this. you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. and If it's you not- want the guy who is going to stand up for you, like, when things get bad, that might be the guy who sometimes gets angry and stressed out and rage explodes. And here's the thing. If you did it on a regular basis, we wouldn't be together. Right. It's not like it's so, a regular basis thing. Right. So, I feel like when I get criticized about how I handle rage, I'm like, I could be so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, Maybe that's not the right way to think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's I'm, a horrible way to think about it. <laughs> Oh, my God, if you think this is bad, you should have seen me 10 years ago. 
Okay. Um, so, no, I, I this question I, I, I discount as You crap. discount this, this question as crap. Okay. Okay, well, we have come to consensus that if and when you have your little rage ball, that we just separate from each other. Okay. And I'm not going to say anything to you. I'm not going to challenge you. I'm just going to tell you to leave. Okay. Cool. How about when you handle stress badly? When I handle stress badly. How do you handle you, stress badly? Since you just called me out. How do you <laughs> handle stress badly? Are you thinking of a certain time? No, how do you handle stress okay, badly? How do you I know I... yourself well enough. Right. So the way I handle stress, um, I did a lot of yoga when I was young. I do a lot of breathing techniques. When I come home and I retreat to the bedroom and I close the door, that means I've had a fairly stressful day and I'd want to be left alone for a little bit. I don't mind you coming in and checking on me, but I also want to dictate how long I need before I come in and join the family. So that's that's that. Okay. Okay. You you're th- you have a specific example in mind. No, I know how you handle stress, but the thing is, is like what happens is <clears throat> is like. When I rage explode, that is my maximum stress level. Okay. Right? Yeah. Your moderate stress level puts you in that position. Or your light to moderate stress level puts you in that, right? That's not your 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 most stressed. Okay, my most stressed. The most stress I've ever been in my life. That's the thing. When I handle stress, when I have extreme stress, I do the opposite of you. I shut down. Yeah, but how long, like, but would you, what you're saying is, like, one to two days a week you come in and do that, right? Yeah. So. Are you saying that's unacceptable? No, it's it's who you are. But what you're looking, well, we're, we're, what I'm trying to say is this. <laughs> so, you just gave my example of my extreme stress, which has okay. happened maybe twice in our relationship. Uh-huh. So. Maybe once a year. I so, yeah. So, I've never been a raging bitch. So, so you, it's, you don't rage. It's, it's not like a fair I comparison. Do. Right. But your stress is actually more long term. Like, yours is every two or three days. So, I have to deal with your stress a lot more than you have to deal with my stress. But my stress seems worse than your stress. You have little stressors, too. See, you now are- you're trying to make it different <laughs> to make it not seem so bad. But it, it, and, but this is how we work. Like, like, this isn't a bad thing. This is how we work. Even though it, it So does, it's not fair. You're saying it's not fair. I'm not saying it's not, not fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfair. But what I'm saying is, like, we, we stress in two different ways. Right. If we both had rage balls, I don't think it would work. And we work out well for each other. It's what I'm saying to you is that like you need to, you kind of want me to change how I rage, like how I stress release when I have to have those big stress release. Mm -hmm. But do you want me to have a bunch of little mini ones, like two or three every week? No. Because that's, that's the way you handle it. And you don't have that huge explosion. Right. But if we both go through life with a bunch of little mini ones, who's going to take care of the work? Who's going to get, like, the day Oh, I thought you said mini, mini rage balls. No, no, no. Like, no, I'm talking about, like... Like, if, retreating and taking a yeah. few minutes to yourself? I think that's fine. 
But if we both take minutes to ourselves, nothing gets done. No, it's not like I don't stay in the bedroom the entire night. I understand you don't stay in the bedroom the entire night. I'm saying that like So it's not like nothing would get done. Once you come out and you're like done with that stress, you might be de-stressed. But it's but physically and mentally, you aren't capable of like doing a whole lot. You're done for the night. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if we both do that, if two people live together and both of them are the people who come home and have to have that time, then what gets done? Who cooks the dinner? Who does all the other stuff, right? I'm more capable of, like, taking that, that, those little stressors through, throughout time and compartmentalizing them and then, um, than you are. But in the same sense... You never have to deal with that explosive rage that I have to deal with. Like mm-hmm. when when that stressor gets too much, when that needle goes red, mm-hmm. I don't have a good way to deal with it. And I understand that. I know that. My way of dealing with it is when that no- needle goes red, I have to explode. I have to get this energy out. But on the other side of that, because from that needle... From, like, green all the way through yellow, I'm good, right? It's It makes me able to, like, keep us going day to day. And I think we, like, offset each other well because of that. Okay. Because you accept that I explode. Can you upset that I'm, can you accept that I'm going to be upset about it every time? I hope that you start to realize that it's not about you. But yes, like it hasn't been a thing yet. Mm -hmm. And my explosions don't happen that often. And what do I do as soon as that energy is gone? What, you apologize? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next one is something that we've already been talking about is how do we handle conflict? I don't, uh, this is one that I will say that I need to work on because I tend to like to grind my heels in and be right. Right. And you're not always right. I'm not always right. I'm not always right, but I am right a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to use the trash bag example. Okay. I asked you to do a simple thing. And you reacted very strongly. Because it's never really a pro... Okay. Yes, I reacted strongly. I'm not going to defend myself. I reacted strongly. Yes. I would say in an inappropriate way. Okay. So, and there are going... There are always going to be... There are always going to be things. So you want to know what I thought in my head? What? Bitch, you take out the trash from now on. I do take out the trash. Sometimes. Yeah, we both take out the trash. So, like... You did take it out this morning. Yeah. I took it out last night. Last night. Last night yeah. was when you took it out. Yeah, but I was like, if you go to c- criticize the way I take out the trash... I'm... <laughs> I'm not taking the trash out. <laughs> not criticizing the way you take out the trash. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just asking you to tie the garbage bag shut. That's all I'm asking. Okay. And I guess I shouldn't get mad about that. No. 
But I'm going to flip this around on you a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> this is like degraded into like. I have daggers on you right now. <laughs> I know. Like this is. This is. <laughs> I'm going to flip this around. All right. So when you gave me constructive criticism, I did not react well to it. Mm-hmm. You remember a while back, I had an extension cord stretched out across the yes. driveway and you ran it over. <laughs> yes. And when I said, don't do that. How did I was you, confused. No, you reacted negatively. What, how did I react? What did I, what did I do? You're like, I don't remember your exact reaction. So I went, ugh, and I rolled my eyes. I don't think that was your, I don't know what your exact reaction is. Mm-hmm. But I remember it wasn't just like confusion on why I would say this to you. Or even if it was. I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. You did not think it was that big of a deal. Uh-huh. So that is where this. This is com- where, this is where our conflict comes from is when one of us. It's when the other one think that, thinks that this isn't a big deal and why are you even bringing this up? Right. When it's, it is, it's important because the other person is bringing it up. Right. So I need to do a better job of understanding that when you ask me those things and not get mad about them. Yes. And you. And I will do the same thing. <laughs> because right now you do not like to be told. No, I don't like to be told what to do. You do not like to be told what to do at all. And you don't like to be told when you're wrong. No. No one likes to be told when they're wrong. But it's stuff you don't know. I'm trying to remember, like, what is it? What's, is it the extension cord thing? Like, I didn't know that. There's quite a few things, like, in our relationship that you, you just, you don't know. We don't all have all the information. And may, and I understand that, like, sometimes I come off as a know-it-all uh-huh. when I do it. Yeah. But when I tell you something, it's not to be mean. It's not to, like, it, there's usually a purpose. Also, when I have a counterpoint to that, and I'm just asking you, why are we doing it this way, or why is, why is this this, you are immediately dismissive and say, okay, it's fine. We'll do, we'll just, you're right. It, do, it doesn't matter. Something like that. That drives me crazy. I don't like when you do that. Okay. Because I'm not like I'm not dismissing you. Hey, I'm maybe asking we should you. Talked about this before we got yeah, on the air. I'm not dismissing you. I'm asking you, what? Why? I need to know why. All right. It's, it's very important for me to know the the whys and the hows and all those questions. Gotcha. Okay. So we can move on. <laughs> Number five is what are our relationships with gambling, drugs, and alcohol? You think I drink too much? I do. For your health. You're not a drunk. You're not a crazy, you're not an alcoholic. You're, I think it's really just part of your culture down here. Is Drinking is a big part of the Louisiana culture and the Catholic culture, specifically, I think. Yes. So I never see it as a bad thing. Um, so yeah, no, um. I just want you to be as healthy as you can be. I want to keep you around, around for as long as I can. All right. That's where I'm coming from. Uh, I have cut back on drinking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that sound is convincing I mean, at all. I feel like I see a wine bottle every night. And I know it's not every night, but I f- there's a lot of wine bottles. There used to be more. Okay. All right. So, um, so you want me to not drink as much. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we don't gamble. No, we don't gamble. I think gambling's stupid. Uh, we don't do drugs. No. Um, 
except for the ones that are, that are prescribed to me and I can't do anything else because I'm on prescription medication and I'm not going to fuck that up. So yeah, anyway, we can move on from that. Um, all right. Number six, how will we, how will we manage finances? Like you take care of the finances. I do. I, I make money and you take I care I make of money the, too. Right. But I mean, yeah, you handle the household um, expenses. Right. So you basically manage the money. Um, the other thing is, I think overall, I've accepted the fact that how our money is set up is like this. My money is our money. <laughs> How do you get said this? Yes. Your money is your money. Mm-hmm. But I do pay my own bills. I've never asked you to pay my bills. You've never asked me to pay your bills, but you don't have a lot of bills. I think I have more bills than you think I do. Uh, car notes paid off. Insurance on your car. Mm-hmm. Um, you pay our internet. Yeah. You have your boobies. Yeah, I'm paying. Oh, God, we haven't mentioned that. Okay. Everyone, I got breast implants. <laughs> And I'm paying those off in installments. Um, eventually, you'll have... Um, and then th- that will be paid off in nine months. And then you have your um, student loans. Which I'm not even paying on right now, but I probably will end up paying starting... At, we'll see what Biden says. It's still up in the air. And then the other thing is, like, whatever you had. Phone you, bill. Phone bill. Phone bill. There's another one. And then bankruptcy things? No, that was... Um, oh, yeah, that's another thing. Like, yeah, I had to file for bankruptcy. <laughs> but no, that was a chapter seven. Okay. So all debts go to heaven. So I don't have to pay anything back. Um, and then, yeah, credit cards when I do spend money on credit. Spend, but I only, I do a very controlled, uh, the only reason I have credit cards is to start and get my score back up mm-hmm. since the bankruptcy. And I have a very controlled way of putting putting stuff on credit cards. Okay. So that never gets out of hand. So anyway, so finances are pretty much like your money is your money. But you do buy me stuff. So I, like, I do buy you stuff. Like and I buy stuff for the house. Yeah. And then we have like a certain amount that we both put into a household account. Yes. That we both like feed into. These are the things that when we decide we want something for us, this is where we take our money from. Yes. So I think our finances are actually pretty good. I think our finances are pretty good too. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, and I'm also, I also do feel the guilt and I also, and I, I want to, I want us to be on equal playing fields where we literally split all the bills in half. I want to get to that point. Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. I know you've never seen that. So you know that I want to get to that point and I don't like feeling that I am dependent on you and Mm -hmm. feeling like you like have to support us. I don't think, do I make you feel that way? Sometimes. Okay. Um, I guess it's when I see you spend like a lot of money. Uh, I try not to say when you spend money. Yeah, like little things. Little things. Yeah. Um, but you do sometimes get into a cycle of. Sometimes I get on sp- on spending sprees. Spending sprees. And I'm gonna blame work for that. Whatever you want to blame. <laughs> so I. I'm gonna blame my coworkers, and I'm, and I'm also gonna blame myself because I still have this weird belief in retail therapy even though it's not a real thing however i am working on it Mm -hmm. i i yeah i am working on it um i'm only i even have uh the background on my phone says stop spending and save money right so 
So, like, when we talk about money, like, I think we do a pretty good job. My biggest thing is, like, I will always be a no first person because that is just my mentality. Like, uh, I don't need this. Right. And then later I might come back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to not be a splurger. I don't spend a lot of money. I don't get a lot of stuff for myself. Right. Um, As far as, like, clothes and things like that. When I do get something, I do kind of want it to be good, except for sunglasses. I never spend money, a lot of money on sunglasses anymore. I bought my first pair of Ray-Bans, and I don't care for them. Yeah. They I, fall off my face. I used to buy Oakleys. And Oakleys, damn. That's how long ago it was that I yeah. cared about this. <laughs> um, and, yeah, now I'm just like, uh, yeah, I understand that I could buy a pair of Costa and it have a lifetime warranty, except for on the lenses, and except for on this, and except for on that. Uh-huh. There always tends to be more and more exceptions. Yeah. Like this always starts out good, mm-hmm. but then exceptions happen. Yep. So I'm like, I would much rather just spend $30 a year on one pair of sunglasses. Right. Yeah. Um, and my my other sunglasses are, I didn't pay that much for, I've, I went through a Poshmark phase. Um where I was, like, trying to find discounted designer things. So, and now, I think that that was definitely a phase, because now it's not important to me anymore. That was a weird little phase that I went through. You know we're not getting Com- through, these, through these 10 questions. Where are we at? Um, we're on six. Seven. Okay. What would happen if we experienced... Oh, you could have finished Poshmark if you wanted to. No, it's fine. Fuck it. <laughs> what would happen if we experienced a change in work life? Um... Like, if you got fired tomorrow. I feel like I would be very stressed, but I think I could find something. Mm-hmm. I, I have decent education. Yeah. Um, I'm still, I have the ability to, like, I can do physical labor if I need to. Um, I can always go back to the oil field, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's things I can do where I feel like I've insulated myself from this question. Okay. How about you? If I lost my job? Mm-hmm. We'd be basically where we were to begin with. Yeah, except I've, you've never paid any of my bills. True. Um, ugh. I You'd guess, have to find a job. Yeah. And, I I mean, I do have some savings. Um, so, yeah, I would just have to find a new job, which would be hard because there's not a lot of graphic designer positions in this town, so I'd have to, I'd probably end up going, <laughs> I'd probably end up going to our competitor, but. Okay. Yeah, so. I think we'd be okay. Yeah, I think we'd be okay. We have savings. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, we'd be fine. All right, so next up. Okay. Do we expect change from the other after marriage? No. No, no, no. Like, the things that are going to get on my nerves now are going to get on my nerves. Who you are is who you are. Don't think you're going to change. Hmm. Like, um, the biggest thing is recently I have become better at accepting you for who you are. Like, I don't. Am I that big of a problem? No. <laughs> but, like, I don't, like, if you don't want to go work out, I'm like, eh, it's not going to go work out. So I, I no longer have any expectations of you from other than who you are. Okay, great. Thank you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like at the kind of the beginning of our relationship, you wanted me to be a certain way, and that just wasn't me. So. But because of that, I will also say the, the Gen Xer in me will tell you, don't bitch to me. 
<laughs> because I'll tell you, if you want to fucking change it, go change it. Right. And and sometimes I just want to bitch about stuff. And you, you're you're the person I bitch to. You you're the designated person. Like I know you bitch to me. I bitch to you. Like this is this is the agreement. It's really hard though. Right. Like I think I bitch to you about people and work and stuff like that. Like stuff that I can't control. Uh huh. It's when you bitch about something you can't control. When have I ever bitched about that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I bitched you about work and not really. I don't. Okay, I bitched you about... Sometimes I'll be stressed and overworked. Right, yeah. Okay. Um. No, I'm not expecting you to change. I would like us to be nicer to each other. Nobody nice to you? You make fun of me a lot. Yeah. Make fun of everyone a lot. <laughs> and sometimes it hurts. I'll just, I'm just going to say when it, when it hurts. You know, that's a, that might be a general generational thing you know gen xers are pretty tough on each other right yeah it we ha- we are snipey people mm-hmm. but uh, i don't think that's a, an excuse what do you mean like i don't make fun of you to i don't make fun of you to break you down you don't make fun of me to break me down no and sometimes it feels that way okay i don't come out and say it because I try to brush it off, but sometimes it, it feels like, yeah, that's what it feels like. Okay. And yeah. I can just point out to you when that is. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, moving on. So, we're not going to, we're not going to change after we get married. No, not really. Okay. And you know that, you know. You know that you're not, you're not, I don't think you're like into any of the like old traditional marriage things where I'm suddenly your property or some of that, or any of that bullshit. No. Okay, cool. Um, number nine. Are we both satisfied with our sex life? Yes. Yes. I just want more. I think, yeah, that, that is. We always the, want more. That is the one thing I think we have not. We have to set a schedule well <laughs> right now. Is we're not putting aside time to be intimate, right? Um, some of that, sometimes that's my fault, and sometimes that's your fault. Yeah, it's and it's also really hard. Like this is this is a big reason why I want you to get on day shift. Yeah, I mean, I have a, a rotating shift, so it is a little bit different. Because um, I feel like I I rarely see you, a lot of the times. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, at least at the very, at the very minimum, like once a week, Mm -hmm. the bare minimum, bare minimum. Yeah. I think we make once a week. We do. Yes. Um, I think it's, it's just like, we are both able and willing to go more. And the other thing is, it's a little personal. personal. We aren't short sexers. Like our sex. We are not short sexers. No. Like it it is pretty intense. We don't do quickies. Yeah. Quickies aren't really our thing. So it's hard to like devote the amount of time to have the sex that we enjoy. Which is not like we're having sex all night. Like it's just, it's like an hour. Yeah. Whatever whatever it is. (laughs) Whatever it is. Like it's just not like. Five minutes, you know. Yeah, it's not like a quickie and then we go about our day. Right. Like, it's, like, pretty intense. And it wears us out. And it's pretty, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's our thing for that yeah. day. So, um, that's the other thing is we don't know how to have, like, 
vanilla sex. Okay, I feel like we need to learn how to do that. <laughs> but I never feel like you would be satisfied with that. Like I don't. No, wanna, I never feel like you would be satisfied. I never want to walk away with that. Like you be sore. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I want you to know I was there the next day. Which <laughs> has never been a problem. <laughs> uh, I, I thought about skip just skipping this uh, question entirely. But <laughs> so that's that. Good thing we got it at nine. We've both been drinking enough to answer that honestly <laughs> to like the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm crying. Um yeah, so let's see. All right, well, are we at 10 now? We're, yeah, we're, we're at 10 now. Okay. But one more thing. I would like quality cuddle time. And I know that's hard for you. Yeah, I'm not a cuddler. But I want you to try. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Number 10. How important is upkeep of physical appearance? <sighs> Dang, man. I hate to be shallow how, but it is actually kind of important. Um, now, what are you talking about? Are you talking about, like, physical fitness, or are you talking about, like, makeup? Both. Okay. Physical fitness overall. Uh-huh. Like, overall. I hate to be shallow how. I sound like freaking shallow. Um, but if the person you're with puts on 200 pounds... That's a different person than you started with. Yeah, if that happens, that means they're dep- that probably means they're depressed. Yeah, they're probably or, some, or there's some medical thing going on, yeah, that's and then you the, have to be more understanding. So that's not the person you're with, and yes, you have to be more understanding, but I don't know. I never understood that you always have to be more understanding. Like, why do you have to always be more understanding? Why can't the other person like accept the fact that like you don't want this life. Mm. Well, because there's usually a reason for serious weight gain. If there is, yeah. Usually an underlying reason. Or, like, over time. Like, we all get older, we all get tired. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's this. If you're the type of person who is wants to get older and tired, don't be with a person who doesn't want to get older and tired. Right. So, which is really funny because that's basically my parents. My dad was a very old 44 year old man when I was born and is a very old 70 ish man now. And my mom is not. <laughs> my mom is the opposite. Mm-hmm. My mom was a bodybuilder. My mom is constantly going and doing, and it's exhausting. And they're just way too opposite. And that, yeah, that's not what I wanted. Right. So, how I see it is kind of in a couple of different ways. One is if you decide you don't like your body, you're going to change it. Mm-hmm. Can I wait until you get to that point? And what is that point for you? Can you wait for me to change my body? No. All right. So all of us, have, all of us, every one of us, everybody will have a point where they say, I don't like how I look. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make changes. Right. And it really depends on how bad you want those changes. 
like, are you willing to lose 10 pounds? Are you willing to keep that 10 pounds off, right? Um, are you willing to try to do that 10 pounds, but then say, nah, I'm good at the weight I'm at. And then when the next 10 pounds comes on, you look at it again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so for me, I do a lot of working out. Um, for a guy in my early 40s, I think, I, no. You're in I'm, damn good shape. I'm in better than average shape. Yeah. Um, so it is important to me that like you want to be in, in decent shape, but there are multiple reasons beyond this. Like, it's not just like physical. There's also the, what kind of lifestyle do we want? Right. Like we want to be able to be at, to have active vacations. Right. Like I love, we're going to go hiking right a lot in Oregon. Like you're going to hike. Yeah. But where your hike is like two miles. I would love for you to be able to hike 10 miles. Mm-hmm. But um, you physically can't do it right now. I'm going to say that a lot of that was my shoes. Okay. Because I didn't size up. I didn't know that that was the rule, that you had to order a half a size up for your hiking shoes because your feet swell while you're hiking. So we'll see. Um, n- no, I don't think I'm ready for like an overnight hiking trip. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm pretty capable. There's there's a lot I can put up with. A lot of discomfort. So to me, it is so to me, like like how you're physically gonna be is just like where you wanna be in your life. Like what do you want? Right. And what kind of life do you want together? Um Yeah, I, I want us I, I want us to be ac- to be active and go and do things. I don't think I would ever break up with you if you put on 10 pounds. I would hope not. No. (laughs) But there is a point where, like, you have to realize, like, as far as attraction goes, if you want to be with your partner, there, there may be a point where they say, I don't want to be with someone if they keep putting on weight and weight and weight and weight and weight, you know? Um, but everyone's different, you know, maybe you want someone who's chubbier, you know, (laughs) but you've told me that you don't want me to lose a lot of weight. No, I don't. And that's mainly because we are essentially the same size right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I would be insecure if you weighed less than me. So you're keeping me a little chubby. (laughs) I'm not keeping you a little chubby. You're keeping yourself a little chubby. Don't ever, don't. All right, so if I lose 10 pounds, mm-hmm. would you lose 10 pounds? I mean, you just did whole 30. I, know. I just did whole 30. I just left five pounds, but I don't, I, I, I don't really have any confidence in that staying off, especially not with vacation around the corner. Um, but... Yeah, I I want to, I've been putting off, like, I really want to, I need to get, I want to, I need to get back into doing yoga on a very, very regular basis. Okay. So, all right, so this question comes down to me, for me, to this. You have something that you do enjoy, uh-huh. yoga. Yeah. It is a stress reliever for you, isn't it? Yes. And it is something that you can do and you feel better about yourself. Yes. But you don't do it. No. 
And the reason you don't do it is because of your energy level, right? Right. But yet you know that if you did it, <laughs> your energy level would increase. Yeah, that's the rub, man. Do you, you, you see how the cycle goes. Yeah. This is the only thing that I have about, like, how somebody looks. You know, we know how to get better. Like, I know how to get better. I know if I want to lose weight, I have to clean up my diet. Right. It's not I need to work out more because I work out a ton. Right. I have to clean up my diet. So, for you, um, you need to just, like, um, like get into doing yoga on a regular basis. You right. need that schedule. I need to budget because I, I – here's the thing. It's not <laughs> – as long as we have two very loving dogs, it's not really possible for me to do yoga at, ha- at the house, and I need to budget to, um, to buy yoga courses which I've been putting that off because I, I really just been, I've been forgetting about it because I've been so busy at work. Um, and I'm, I just haven't, I haven't made it, made it a priority. So I think that that's the only thing that's a, that's my big thing on this is like, mm-hmm. uh, no, I don't think my partner's physical appearance will change um, or it would bother me as long as they are trying to be healthy. Why are you talking about this? Why? You can just say me. Okay, you. Why are you saying my partners? I don't know. Okay, like, I'm your partner. Um. (laughs) As long as you're trying, like, as long as you are being healthy. Right. Then I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I, on a daily basis, like, I, I try to make good food choices. Mm Mm-hmm. It's. But food isn't your only thing. You have to have, like, some kind of physical activity day in and day out. And that is the only, like, thing. And, like, a big thing is I've not tried to. I've learned not to push you into CrossFit. Right. Um, It's just, it's not like. It's not your thing. It's not my thing. No. I feel good after I do it, but it is, it, yeah, it's not my thing. I don't, I I like lifting weights. I do not like forcing myself to work out and do a crazy amount of energy bursts until I feel like I'm going to throw up. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. But you know that, like, so, like, if you like lifting weights, go lift weights. If you like doing yoga, go do yoga. Find what works for you and do it. Yeah. That is my only thing. Okay. Like yeah. I'm sorry we're not going to be, like, a super hot CrossFit couple, but it's okay. CrossFit's a cult. <laughs> face is a cult. It's CrossFit. CrossFit is a cult. All right, so we hit the one-hour mark, right? We did, yes. Okay, so this is um, this. Oh, do you want to answer this question? How important is upkeep of physical appearance? Um, so I would say before I met you, upkeep of physical appearance. As long as you know, as long as the past partners bathed and smelled good and had decent hygiene, I didn't really care what they looked like. Because before, and I'm not saying I'm I'm not dating you for your for your looks. It's the whole package for you. But in the past, I didn't really put a lot of emphasis on physical appearance. It was more about, does this guy make me laugh? Can I have an intelligent conversation with this guy? Is this guy good in bed? Those are my big top three. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything else was really secondary. So I clicked your top three. Yeah. And it just happened to be a... You just happen to be attractive. <laughs> to you, more attractive. Right. 
I'm gonna say I'm like attractive to everyone. Um, so okay, so we we at time. So there's a couple of things I want to like just touch on here. Um, one was you brought up an interesting thing while we were driving up here. One of your coworkers doesn't believe we should be together. Yes. Let's see how we work. Yes. Because. <laughs> because. I am, because we are opposite in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I am, I have very hippie ideals. and You are more liberal. I am right. moderately conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, my best, my best friends in, in uh, Kansas City, one of them, she's covered in tattoos, and she's like the most alternative girl you can possibly think of. Oh, and I love her. I met her. You did. She's yeah. great, right? She's great. She's like, adorable. We had dinner together. She's the best. And she is a really nice person, and me and her son bonded. Yeah, yeah. She's the best. I miss her. Uh, and then my other best friend was this flamboyantly gay guy. Never met him. Never met him. I don't know if you ever will, because he's back and forth across countries now, uh, doing his thing. But um. So those are the type of people that I hang out with and gravitate towards as friends. And um, my coworker is aware of that. She says that her brother is this very hippie, tatted out alternative guy. And she's like, you and him would be very, very fast friends because she knows how I am. And she's like, I don't understand why you're with Brian if those are the type of of people you like to hang out with. And... And I realized at that moment why. I told her, I enjoy those people as friends, but for a partner, I want a strong, capable, fully grown adult. <laughs> and, and yeah, a lot of those times, my friends don't check all those boxes. Mm-hmm. The, the guy friends that are stereotypically like that don't really check all those boxes for me. Especially not when it comes to being capable. Yeah, I'm and a pretty capable guy. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, being really a fully grown adult and like understanding the, the, the bads along with the good, the good thing, the bad things and the good things that come with being an adult. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, now, the other thing I want to say, and this is just to touch on, um, I don't know. Maybe this is the 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 part of me that's going to be a little bit like uh, controversial. I don't know. Okay. Eh, not really. Um, so we just did this little thing, right? Mm-hmm. Little like ten questions you should ask yourself. Yeah. And you would be pretty accepting of this, like as something that you would do. Like you would read this and be like, you would think about this. Like if you saw this article. Uh huh. On I don't know. Cosmo. I don't know what you wait, where it's at. This is ourrelationship.com. Whatever it is. Never been to this place before. I just Googled like top 10 relationship questions. All right. But does this make sense of a thing you should do? Like, yeah. To ask these questions. To ask these questions before you get married? Absolutely. Okay. So in the Catholic Church, okay. Before you get married, you actually go to classes. You go through marriage counseling through the, through the Catholic Church. Through the Catholic Church. Church. And it's not, like, overly, like, you know, Catholic churchy. It's literally more like this. Oh, okay. Uh, so it it does ask, you know, kind of some of those things, like, are you, you know, will you 
one of the big things I remember from it was like um, understanding that you and your partner are each other's first priority. Right. Children are y'all's second priority. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of people miss on. Right. So, um, and, you know, religion, there is a religious aspect, aspect to it, but it isn't overly religious to me. It wasn't. You know. No, that's how I've always thought, because without your partner, you can't be, without your partner contributing to your success, you can't be as great of a parent that you can be. Right. Um, but it, it was more or less that kind of stuff, and like when you need to ask for help, how you ask for help. And there can be a religious overtone in this if you want it to be or not, but basically it all boils down to... Um, Wherever you're at in your, like, getting married, when things get rough, be willing to go talk to someone to do it, to, like, to fix your problems. So, if we had a rough a rough patch, you would be willing to go to marriage counseling? Absolutely. Okay. Now, my biggest problem with marriage counseling and all counseling is this. Whoever has to be my counselor has to be very good because the first thing I'm going to want to do is win. Is win? Yes. You can't win at counseling. You don't think? You cannot win. <laughs> you can so you win. You can't at counseling. win therapy. You, you can't can win no. therapy. No. So I have to be like diffused of that, and then <laughs> the healing can begin. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. But no, I really think that like there are like maybe marriage counseling isn't your thing. Maybe religion is your thing. But if you are married. Um, and you are having issues, or you're thinking about getting married, understand that there are going to be times when, like, it's hard, right? Yeah. And you have to be willing to reach out for help. Right. And where you want to find that help varies. Right. Um, if you're religious, it might be your church. If you're, you know, um, agnostic or atheist or whatever, it might be a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be willing to reach out because... <laughs> That, I think, is the hardest thing is, like, we we go so far over until we don't understand that, like, the all the bridges are burnt. Like, when a woman is ready to leave, you're not getting her back. Right. I've, I have discovered that. Yeah. Yep, it is true. Like, when she made that decision, you your, your ability to get her back is gone. Mm-hmm. So it has to happen before that. Right. Yeah. So and I think that starts with communication. And you can ask yourself all these questions and all that, but um, when you when you get down to it, you know, if you're going to uh, if you're going to get married, um, my biggest like thing is first off, um, make sure that like you understand that you if you get into problems, reach out for help. Don't be shy about that. And second thing, don't cheat. Yeah. Cheating is something you can't come back from. No. Like, on both sides. Like, you cannot uncheat. And that is, there is no amount of trust that, like, you, you, that breaks every trust. So, I don't think you can cheat and save a marriage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I've known of people that have done it, but I don't. Yeah, I don't see how. But they're not. I don't happy. think you could ever fully recover from that. They're, they're not happy. Like, have you mm-hmm. ever had one that like 
seen it where it like went back to normal. No. No. So it was just them like hanging on. Right. God, we only have one life. Don't hang on. I know. Don't hang on for kids. Don't. If you're not happy and you've tried all the things, like, let it go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. Any any ideas you have on that? Like, I know you aren't a big, like, proponent of religion, but, like. um, Well, no, I think if religion works for you, that's great. Mm-hmm. Religion just doesn't work for me. Right. Um, like my, my coworker who also said that we didn't, she didn't understand why we work together. She, she had a very positive religious, religious upbringing. And yeah, I think when she gets married, she'll be, she'll be gravitating towards the church for help with her marriage. Um, so yeah, it really just depends on the person and the and the past experiences you've had with religion. Um, as far as like, if we went to a church and had like a a very strong communal bond with that, I'm going to say priest, but mm-hmm. you would say pastor. I would pastor. say pastor. Um, but I do. I will say Catholic priests, even though they don't marry, are actually trained in some of this stuff. Like, they actually do learn about marriage Do you want to go to a Catholic priest before you get married? Is that what no, you're trying to say? No, we can't. Okay. Like, we can't get married in a Catholic church. Ye- okay, but that's, yeah, that's what, is that the point of getting marriage counseling at a Catholic church, so that you can marry within the church? No, but, like, before you get married within the church, you have to go to classes. Okay. So, this is required. This is required. If you are uh, going to be married in a Catholic church, okay. you have to go through their classes. You have mm-hmm. to take a test, which you will cheat on. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think if I was if I was ever going to be religious again, I would either be Jewish or Buddhist. Like, I, I really, I'm I'm very interested in like the the Celtic cultures that are now reemerging. Right. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, I see. I don't know, but what's crazy is that, like, I don't know if I could do polytheism because of my past experience. It's like, it's been drilled in my head that there's only one true God. Like, that's still, like, a remnant of that. I'm like, I don't know if I could do it. It feels wrong. It feels sinful. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that actually was another, uh, one of the other questions that I fell across from was, like. What are religions? Yeah, like, what are your religious beliefs? Are, are do y'all do we have differing religious beliefs, and is that going to create conflict? I don't think it creates conflict because I, I don't, don't know if we have differing religious beliefs. I think we do more than you think. Okay, like I we am, don't really talk about this. Not uh, not a lot, and maybe we should on a podcast. Yeah, we should. Um, but just to like sum it up, you are you are gun shy. I'm gun shy. Yeah, that's what I would say about religion. You're gun shy. You got kicked too hard. Uh-huh. And you are afraid of pulling that trigger again on, on religion. Yeah, I just, I had a very negative religious up, upbringing. Right. That so was full of misogyny and homophobia and... So you're gun shy and, about it. And, yeah. Yeah, I am. Like, you, you, does that, does that term make sense to you? Or is it... No, I get it. Like, it's like if you shoot a gun... And I know what gun shy means, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shut up, you over. <laughs> over Don't explain. mansplain this to Don't me. It's fucking good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, and I also, so I, I don't consider myself atheist because I don't think I'm that smart, but <laughs> I consider myself agnostic because nobody, no one knows. Nobody really knows. Like they can't say that, that the, uh, the existence of a God is fact because there's really no, there's no there's physical no, evidence. Right. I hate to start getting into this right now. I know. Like, we're really over time. And okay. maybe that's something that we should talk about. Right, maybe next week? Next week we'll talk about or, that. Yeah. Religion. Religion? Yeah. Y'all want to hear about religion, y'all let us know. Yep. All right. Okay, cool. Y'all have a good uh, good week. We're going to be out next week. Um, remember to rate and review the podcast. And uh, message us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com. Any questions, we will answer them. Yes, we would like to have a Q&A episode at some point, so somebody send us an email. Yeah, somebody <laughs> ask a Q. Somebody, uh, yeah, ask us a Q so we can do an A for you. <laughs> if you do a Q, we'll do an A. <laughs> Sounds dirty. What's wrong with Did us? Did I just make it dirty? Yeah, you just made it weird. Okay, well, be kind. Be kind to each other. Yep. All right, yeah, have a good night. Bye. Bye.